Well, welcome. We are so glad to be here with you today. My name is Sarah and this is Micah and we're the pastors at the Vine Church. And this is our seventh week gathering online, which means this is the seventh week in a row I have worn my house slippers to church. I'm not wearing shoes at all. <laughs> so we're just really honored that you are inviting us into your home and that we get to speak an encouraging message today. So some uh, 15 years ago, Sarah and I were recently married and um, decided to go on one of our first camping trips together. Now, I grew up camping. Thank you, mom and dad. Um, uh, loved being outdoors. And one of my favorite parts of camping was uh, showing up at the campsite and looking for that perfect site that was going to fit your tent and had the perfect fire pit and place for your kitchen area. And uh, so Sarah and I headed out on one of our first trips together and we drove to uh, South Central Washington, mm -hmm. Gifford Pinchot, some of my favorite area to, to camp in. And uh, we showed up to campsite after campsite to realize that in the years we were in college, they had switched to online yep. reservation only. So we talked with a ranger. He sent us to a remote little place and uh, we found this beautiful campsite with a stream that ran along it that was first come, first serve. You put your money in a little box at the entrance, old school. It was beautiful though, uh, <laughs> only though to realize that this campsite had no water, no potable water. And um, it turns out we need water to, to survive to live. So a, an hour long trip and we made it back to town and we got Maybe our that's why the campground was empty. Maybe yeah. that's why nobody I wanted to I think that camp had there. something to do with it. <laughs> However, it became one of our favorite little campsites. It's a beautiful, secluded little place out in the mountains. But today we're going to talk about water. We're going to talk about this need for water and Jesus is going to play off this theme of water, speaking of the living water that he offers. We've been in a series called The Words of Jesus, and today as we talk about living water, we're going to talk about Jesus um, in the story in John 4 when he is traveling through Israel. And Jesus has been in Judea, uh, which is southern Israel, and he's traveling up to the northern part of Israel and Galilee. And in the middle, in between Judea and Galilee, is the region of Samaria. And there's a whole lot of history um, that's important to understand um, in, in this area, there was a whole lot of racial tension and a whole lot of religious tension between the Samaritans and the Jews around them, the Jews from Judea and from Galilee. And there is just prejudice and tension and debates and a general dislike for each other. It's even recorded that at times Jews would travel many days extra and go around the whole region just to avoid going through Samaria. And so the story we're going to look at today in John chapter four is about Jesus as he travels north. He goes right through Samaria and he comes to a town called Sakar and he sits outside of the town at the town well and sends his disciples in to get food. And this is what happens. So as Jesus is sitting at the well, a woman comes along to draw water. And in the first century, it would be very unlikely for a man to engage in conversation or ask anything of that woman, uh, not even to mention then the cultural uh, dif differences and biases. But Jesus leans in and he begins to engage in conversation. He asks the woman, hey, would you draw uh, some water for me out of the well? And uh, she says, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. Why would you even 
be asking these sorts of questions? And Jesus says, actually, he flips it and he says, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for water. And she says, you don't even have a bucket, man. You can't draw water out of this well. And Jesus begins a conversation about living water. Mm. This is what Jesus says to her, and I'm just going to read because I feel like the, the, his words here are so powerful. In verse 13, Jesus says to the woman, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And then the woman responds to Jesus, and says, sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to come here to draw water again. And I love that because the Samaritan woman is taking Jesus very literally, his words very literally. And, and here she's having to hike out of town and pull up the water and haul it back into town. And she's like, if you've got this kind of water that will quench my thirst, so I don't have to come haul water anymore, then yes, I want that. But Jesus here is speaking figuratively to the woman. He's saying, I know that you're thirsty. I know that everyone is thirsty because we have these longings inside of us, these desires, these needs inside of us. And I have living water that will quench that thirst. I have something that will satisfy those deep longings. He specifically says that when I give you this living water, you'll have a spring of water welling up inside of you, a spring, this, this never-ending source of water that will quench your thirst. And Jesus here is referring to the Holy Spirit, to the presence of God within us. And he's saying to the Samaritan woman, with the presence of God within you, there is eternal life because the presence of God brings life. Now, I can only imagine what this woman is thinking and feeling right now, probably still a little bit confused about what this water is. And as the conversation between the two of them develops, Jesus reveals himself to be someone quite powerful by uh, sharing with her some of the details mm -hmm. of her uh, of her life. And she says, wow, truly you are a prophet. Now, by the end of this story, Jesus is going to reveal to her, in fact, I am the Messiah that you mm -hmm. have been waiting for. But she says, truly, you are a prophet. So let me ask you this question. Uh, there's this debate between uh, us, the Samaritans, and, and you, the Jewish people, on where we should worship. She says, uh, you Jews say it needs to be in the temple in Jerusalem, and we worship here on this mountain. Where's the right place to worship? And uh, and Jesus says to her, um, in fact, you're kind of missing the point. In verse 23, he says, a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. He goes on to say, God is spirit and his worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. And uh, what's interesting to me is the connection between these two things. The conversations seem quite different. We're mm -hmm. talking about a well and water and Jesus referring to living water. And she's asking about where will we worship? And Jesus is promising a time that is now coming mm -hmm. uh, to uh, Samaria and Israel and soon to the entire world in which God's presence will not be limited to a temple or a mountain in which living water or the Holy Spirit will indwell and fill people throughout the world, will fill God's people. Jesus uses this analogy of thirsting for water to describe 
people's thirst for God or desire for God or longing for God. There's this poem in Psalm 42 that is so vivid. I love it. I want to to read you the first couple verses. It says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? And when I read those, I can see the deer panting. I can hear the panting and feel the thirst deep within. You know, for us, water is super accessible. I mean, we live in a desert. There's rivers everywhere. All I have to do is turn on the tap, you know, and and I have clean water to drink. However, we don't always quench our thirst with water or, or with the best thing. Um, I remember a few weeks ago, I was working, working from home, like many of us, and I was thirsty and I just kept taking my coffee mug back to the coffee pot and absentmindedly, not even thinking, just refilling my coffee. I kept refilling it. And by lunchtime, I realized I felt terrible. I had a headache and I could hardly, hardly think straight. And, And as I'm reflecting on the morning, I realized, oh, I didn't drink any water. All I drank was coffee, cup after cup. And and it's just this reminder to me that we don't always quench our thirst with the best thing. Sometimes we don't even recognize our thirst or what it is exactly that we're longing for, what it is that we're wanting. And yet each of us created deeply inside of us is this deep desire for God, this deep longing for God. And so the psalmist asks, you know, my, he says, my soul thirsts for God. Where can I go to meet with God? How, how do I quench this thirst inside me? You know, um, the woman there, she had many thirsts in life, many needs. And one of them was how and where will I go to worship God? Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves in this really interesting season right now where we're not getting together in our church buildings on our, on Sunday mornings, like is so, yeah, yeah. so traditional. And so I think many of us find ourselves asking a similar question to her. Uh, where do I go? How do I meet God? Like in Psalm 42, mm-hmm. uh, when can I go to meet with him? And the promise of Jesus, both in this story as he speaks with the Samaritan woman um, or throughout his teaching mm-hmm. uh, is that God is coming to be present with us, that in Jesus and now through the Holy Spirit, that God has drawn near to us. In Matthew 5, he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Yeah, Jesus uh, offers the Holy Spirit, invites us to know his presence here and now. So as we gather here from our our separate homes, uh, experiencing social distancing, uh, we're reminded this morning by the words of Jesus that we are not alone, but that God has drawn near. The Holy Spirit is here to fill us up. And so today, this story invites us into a couple things. First of all, to bring our thirst to Jesus, to bring our longings to Jesus. You know, there's a lot of places that we can go to try to fulfill our our desires, our longings. Um, But Jesus says, come to me, come Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, and you will find this spring of water. What's interesting about that, bringing our thirst to Jesus, is sometimes we don't know what we're longing for quite yet. It's mm-hmm. so deeply buried 
that we're not sure what it is that we want or that we long for. And so acknowledging our thirst also may mean reflection and trying to uncover them. And maybe it's this deep longing to love well, to love our world well, or, or maybe to be loved well. Maybe it's a desire for purpose and meaning. Maybe it's a thirst for a secure identity in God that cannot be shaken by all the other voices that we hear. Whatever our desires are, as we uncover them, we bring them before Jesus and we get to ask him to work them out in our life. So we bring our thirst before mm -hmm. Jesus. And then secondly, um, the text invites us to experience the presence of God within us in our day-to-day -day lives. And each week we have been pitching a song to people, um, just inviting people to find a place of worship uh, that we together can be reflecting on the words of Jesus as we worship and listen to the song. And so this week, uh, Jamie's going to throw up in the post here. Um, a song uh, called Holy Spirit, and it's one that we do as a church, have done fairly mm -hmm. regularly, uh, and it's a beautiful song. Um, and what I want to invite us to, and what I think the story today invites us to, uh, is to experience the presence of God uh, in our homes, in the places mm -hmm. that we are here in this moment, and invite the presence of God to move us into a place mm -hmm. of worship. Worshiping a God who loves us, worshiping a God who has come near to us. I invite you to pray with me over that. Dear God, we just thank you for this invitation. Lord, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you have invited us. Lord, we thank you that you disregard any sort of barriers that, that culturally we place, Lord, that you approach us and that you invite us to approach you. God, we just thank you for this. And Lord, we pray that this week we might be able to still our minds and our hearts enough to hear you and to experience you. Lord, to reflect and uncover those desires and longings that you have placed within us, Lord, and to bring them to you and experience who you are and to live life fully, Lord, as you have promised us. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, God has come near. We hope that as your day goes on and the week in the week ahead, you will know the presence of God, be drawn into worship, uh, and be filled uh, with living water, with the Holy Spirit, and find hope in that. Friends, thanks for joining us. Blessings, and have a great week.